Jay Hill with the football. He'll give it off the left side, pushing his way and diving in. Touchdown, Andyville! Now, do you roll the ice and go for two or do you kick it? I'm going for two. This I point. think so, too. Jay Hill at the quarterback spot. One play to win it all. Panthers take the football. They go left side. Did he go in? He's in. Touchdown! Andyville wins it! The Panthers have come from behind and won it! The Panthers have done it! They have come back and won this football game! Eddieville wins it! Eddieville wins it! Eddieville wins it! 35 to 34, the greatest comeback I have witnessed of a Panther football team! Welcome, everybody, to the Lakeland Sports Guys. Tom Carroll, Chris Cox, Stan Spivey, and we got Bill Hensley with Willie's Winners here joining us today. The call you just heard, Wayne Stevens, also uh, Benji Greeson, uh, part of the WZLA broadcast that happened last Friday night. And uh, I <laughs> can't ask for a more exciting finish. I love it. Happy Bill Winston. Happy Bill Winston. I've, I've never heard Wayne that excited, and he's done a lot of exciting things. He's he, he's a legend over there, man. I it, it took me back to a Munson type day at Georgia, and you can go back to Phillips at Clemson, and give me Fulton well, Carolina. That that's what that reminds you of, and the sheer fact of you know exuberation that he has been. Like he said, he started the game at ninety seven years old. Now he's one hundred twelve years old, but just that game took that much life from that man. But that's the excitement that they give, and that's the love of Abbeville football for Wayne. And I mean, they do a great job. You don't need to retire no time soon, buddy. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> He's having fun. Uh, and who would have thought that that would have happened in a big comeback when you're down 20, 28 to 7? We were lucky enough time, to yeah. be able to hear that, man. I mean, because, like I said, we, we, we went back to find it, and we heard it live, and it was like – Exuberation, man. I, and I'm not a big Abbeville fan. I'll be the first to tell you all that. I think for years they played cupcakes and they still play, but now they're stepping out of their little comfort zone. And so, I mean, that, for, that was a huge win for the, for the Lakelands. Let's call it what it is. That was a huge win for the Lakelands. It wasn't our Lakelands game of the week, but it was close. So. <laughs> well, we're glad you're joining us. We're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. We invite you to come on by. Howard is uh, due back this weekend, so uh, we got the place to ourselves, which is kind of nice. So, uh, <laughs> We'll take advantage of uh, uh, anything that we possibly can as here. And, of course, uh, the ladies have been treating us very well as far as the lunch goes and the daily specials as well. I had the hot ham and cheese today, so that was uh, – You went 52. back to – You went, went back, back to 52? 52. Okay. I went back to 52. I knew it smelled like a – but I, I've got to check with y'all two because I, Clyde told me they're going to be closed next week. Monday? Do y'all know anything about it? They're going to be closed Monday, I know. Okay. Well, he said they weren't coming back to Friday, so I don't know. (laughs) I'll have to get that confirmed. Double check on it. See, what would it be in Labor Day? Uh, Well, Howard did call call Clyde at 730 this morning. (laughs) (laughs) That was to remind him of our sandwiches on Friday night. (laughs) He said he would have them in the cooler. He didn't say which cooler. He he showed me which one. The one Stan said it should have been another night. All right. Anyway, let's talk about the games that are coming up this Friday night. We've got some great ones that are uh, scattered throughout the Lakelands, as a matter of fact. Dixie and Ware Shoals both have a bye, so those guys will have a chance to kind of regroup and get ready for their next opponent next week. But we've got some other good ones that are out there. McCormick, they get their first home game of the season. They're going to be taking on Fox Creek, guys. That should be a win for It should. I, like I said, Coach Collier's putting in the work. Marquise Stevens is playing quarterback really well. I mean, like I said, the other Durant that's there now, the new Durant. Uh, he's playing running back. Cam Durant's playing fullback, and I mean, and linebacker. So I mean, this is a game you got to win, Stan. You got to win this one because yeah. Fox Street's. I mean, I don't think they've scored, but 
I don't even know if they scored Fox, touchdown all year. Fox Creek's only scored three points and they're giving up 62. There you go. So, games. I mean, I knew they hadn't had a touchdown. I didn't think yeah. they had a touchdown. So, that's a win on that schedule that a lot of those teams, I think Fox Creek plays a good many teams in, around the Lakeland. So, got to get this one, Coach Carr. You got to get it. See what happens with that. Um, and then you look at Calhoun Falls. Uh, they go on the road. They're going to Thornwell. Who's this? Shit, hopefully it's another win for the, yeah, those guys. What we're hoping a duplicate know. of what happened last Friday yeah. night. Hey, that's what I'm saying. That's the funny thing about when you play in that, what they call the single A uh, football. You turn around and play Thornwell. Uh, and there again, man, I gave Coach Theus all the credit in the world, but uh, that coach at Thornwell, you restarting a program again after so many years not having a team up there. Um, so, I mean, you should have a better team to win again. Um, and I wouldn't be stunned if it's not the same cast of characters that's up there now. And uh, I know that Kendrick Tatum at quarterback uh, is really starting to turn his game around. That's good. And he's a young quarterback, but he's getting some playing time, and he's showing what he can do with it. All right, uh, and then Lawrence, they get BHP, the Bears, who just took care of the West Side Rams last week, and it just you just this deeper get, and deeper into the pit. This one could get ugly quick. Coach Smith didn't deserve it, but I mean, Coach Lane is still over there at West Side, just biting nails and stuff. So if you see fire over there, that's what it is. Coach Lane's still upset about that, but that, that's what happens, guys. You play a team, and Abby will play BHP what two years ago. And they, they gave Abbeville all they wanted, much yeah. like Powdersville. And it, it, BHP's a team that's ranked now, I believe. And then, like I said, they're going to go in. And Coach Smith, I, I don't know what's wrong up there, but he's going he'll get it turned around, but is it going to be too late before he can get it turned around? Well, the Bears are going to be for real. We they, know that. They, they've had a couple of down years here lately, but they've got a lot of tradition and a lot of winning tradition behind them. And, and these guys are going to come back, and they – they're going to be a a top-flight team by the end of the season. What I feel bad for, for Coach Smith and Lawrence is they're basically playing the same style team they got beat by last week in Clinton. Yeah. Another rejuvenated school that had been down for several years. Now, you know, Coach Fountain's there, rejuvenated them, and BHP's in the same shape. They're, they're, they were tired of losing. I might, go on, I might make your prediction. If Mid-Carolina makes a coaching change, that could be another one of the teams of the past that used to be pretty good. That that no, makes that yeah, resurrected. They haven't, they haven't been really good since Lon Anderson retired. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it, when he when that happened was when they've kind of fallen off. I remember Mid Carolina. Nobody won. Greenwood didn't even want to play Mid Carolina. I mean, they were playing Emerald, but I mean, Greenwood didn't even want to go over there because when you played over there, well, we you, didn't want to go because the we press didn't box. want to go over there because <laughs> of the press box. I don't go back to Sandy Creek, and I say that real quick. <laughs> and the first year, the first year we played them, they had a brand new head coach. Mm-hmm. And his first game was on the road at Greenwood. And, you know, new coaching staff, a lot of new players, and you could just see in their eyes when they got off of those buses and started walking onto that turf field. You know, and we go down there and there's more dirt than there is grass. So you can imagine what those guys <laughs> were feeling like walking into the bab with that big jumbo trying back over the shoulder and then that, the tar sitting up there staring down at them. So. It was very yeah, yeah. experience going there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with Mid-Carolina. They're kind of uh, – Mid-Carolina and Chapin are kind of – Yep. <laughs> they're they, growing. They're going waves. Yep. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, and, and so we'll, you know, But best of luck to Lawrence taking on BHP and the Bears. It's going to be a, a tough, tough battle to climb uphill. 
Well, that quarterback's new to. He took James Rawls' spot, and as soon as he starts getting into his rhythm, that might be what they need to have it turned around. I mean, I'm used to Lawrence with a quarterback, but also with a running back, and they don't seem to have that running back that's putting up those 100, 150-yard games like they did in the past. So, Well, and they've always had a really good linebacking core, yep. and right now that's that's what they're missing. So we'll, we'll see if they can figure it out. See if they, that's it. Against the Bears. <laughs> All right. Go Bears. Uh, Abbeville, you just heard the clip from last week against Powdersville. They take on the 1A champs in Southside Christian this coming Friday night at Southside Christian. So they're heading on up there uh, to Greenville. That should be, well, it should be. I hope this is not Greer, a trap game. The midway so I, hope, yeah. I hope this is not a trap game for Abbeville. Coming off the high of the excitement that they had last week against Powderville and maybe just kind of getting into that routine where Abbeville, we're going to win. And all of a sudden, Southside Christian says, oh, no, we're Southside Christian. We're going to give you all you want. It's going to be that, Stan, because Southside Christian, like we thought, when we went through 1A, we saw it. It's it's St. Joe's, it's Christ Church, and it's Southside Christian. And we said this year, this is going to be the first year that we're not going to call Southside a whole lot because the other two teams have stepped up. Yeah. It could possibly be a trap game, but Southside's not. I mean, Southside Christian's not playing very good football right now. They making get it turned around. But I think this Abbeville team that that was the wake up call, Stan, yeah. for the season. Yeah, that was the wake up call. Yeah, they can't. They, Abbeville can't come out uh, short again. Like they, they won't be complacent. Powerful. I think they'll go out. And I think they'll try to take it. And I think you'll see them run the ball a lot more. I, you know that to to look at a stat sheet and see Abbeville throw the ball what six times. or that's trickeration in Abbeville, man. Jamie doesn't do all that, but I look for a win. I mean, I could be wrong, and like I said, the thing I want to ask you about is because I've noticed under the Soccer Carolina High School League, is it too early to ask for a realignment? Re- re- well, real, yeah, because they, re- they haven't done realignment yet. They still have to get the 145-day uh, numbers. So yeah. what I'm saying is, when, those, when they do that, well, now. and like I said, the one thing I have read on our on the Soccer Carolina High School thing is that. Jamie is petitioning to move back down to 1A. I don't know why. I guess numbers. I, I, it's, it's like I told uh, Bill earlier. I, I, it's almost like in golf. When you tee off from the red tee, you got a handicap. No, I mean, that's for the ladies. You, have, you know, seniors like us, we get to go from the goal. That's not the handicap. Yeah. To see Abbeville to drop down to where they would be totally dominant in everything. Well, I don't, I don't think that's what he's petitioning. I think he's petitioning to stay in 2A. Um, Versus where his numbers would likely might drop down to the one. Well, he's level. looking at 400, and I don't know the number situation yeah, from last would, time realignment. That would, that would be close to 1A. So I, I, I just saw it on that, and I wanted to bring it up to you, see, because I know you follow that more thoroughly than I do. And I, I don't know. Like I said, I'd like to see them stay where they're at. or I'd like to see them move. I think they're good enough to where they can move to a three. Oh, wouldn't it be fun? Daniel and Abbeville, yeah, I mean, Camden, throw <laughs> all that. Dylan. Chapman. Yeah, oh, good gosh. I mean, it'd be fun football. I mean, I, <laughs> I just wonder how the Abbeville faithful, their supporters would feel going down to a 1A. After you finally got them up, they're at, they're at 2A, and now Jamie is playing a little bit tougher non-region schedule. How many of those teams would still play him if he was a 1A school? Because of what they do and what they've accomplished, I'd well, say they, they still will for, they for this might, first realignment set anyway. Yeah, maybe. Is that what happened to Southside? Because weren't they – they no. were two – or they've never been they've two? They've never been two. Or they wanted to go to two and they never had the numbers to go up there. with. I, right. I remember they wanted to go up, but 
I never. I don't yeah. like. Well, to say. Abbeville at times. Uh, it, it's been recent here that they've stayed in two A. I yeah. remember yeah. back in the early two thousands, it was down and up and down and up. You know, every two years. Yeah, I think the last time there were three A was back in the seventies. I think. Yeah. So we'll, we'll follow along and see what happens with all that. But we will, schedules will probably start being made with realignment and probably coming up. I would say the end of next month, maybe. Um, but we won't know any of that until no. February or March, March at yeah. the earliest. Um, well, coaches they're, they're, don't know before and, well, us. And, and they're going to come out with the tentative realignment. This is what your conference may look okay. like. This is where you may be. And you, everybody kind of get excited about it. Then all of a sudden, well, we decided to move this team here and that team over there. And now your region don't look as strong. Or, and then you got so-and-so it, yeah. appealing here and appealing yeah. there. And everybody's going to appeal to numbers and uh, – and we got gray appeal and everything, so don't yeah, worry about it, so Jamie. Yeah. You're good there. Just, just go play. <laughs> just let them put you where they want to put you and go play football. Yeah. You know. Is this when we get what we want about the the grays and the ocean sides getting well, their own? Here's the deal. Um, the athletic director for Gray Collegiate basically sent out a letter to all the conference schools that have said they're not going to play them, as well as the schools that are playing them, and said, you know that. They're breaking some sort of rule that's in there as far as competitive competition goes, so on and so forth. But he also petitioned to the high school league to do something about competitive fairness. You know, I, get some folks together. He'd be willing to be on the committee, but put a committee together to do something to rectify the competitive fairness that is going on here because that's the problem everybody's got with Gray is they can go the entire state. Anybody can go to that school from the entire state, whereas we're limited to the school districts that we're in. For the private public schools, so I give the athletic director credit for that for putting the the ball in play with the high school league that is there. However, all these other schools have till tomorrow to let them know if they're going to play Gray or not, so that Gray can go out and find another team. So right. you know, and and that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's you fair. Know? I mean, I don't if, I don't blame the other teams though. I'll just say if, that right off the bat. If, if you want competitive, then. <clears throat> How how do you how do you determine competitive with Gray? Do you say okay, Gray, you think you're good enough to play the five A boys? We're gonna put you with the five A's, and that's what your schedule's gonna be. We're gonna put you in there with the Dutch Forks and the Dormans and the Gaffneys of the world, and have fun. Well, that's or, when he said, "Whoa, that's not what I'm saying." The, yeah, that's what. But that. But that's what the, the talk high school speak, league ought to tell him. The talk speak is that's what they are saying. Right. We'll play anybody anywhere. We just want to play. And I feel bad for the kids. It always goes back to the kids because if you're a senior and you're yeah. at Gray and you've, you, you've left Irmo or you've left Dutch Fork or you've left Lexington right. or you've left to go play football because you want to play football and then all of a sudden you, – the only thing I'd say to that kid is you chose the wrong school. But <laughs> And I still – like I'm, I'm totally with these other teams. I get, and that's what I was talking about. That you looked up the other day. I said, "Is something going on at Sacramento High School League today?" And that's what it was. It was that letter that was sent to them, and you jump right on it. Yeah. Good job. So we'll, we'll keep following along, and something will come out of it. I'm sure the the competitive fairness committee will be formed, probably in the off season. It won't be here during the football season, but probably in the off season, we'll see something happen with all that. All right, moving right along, some of the other football games that we've got. Emerald is at Hampton County. They had all the way down there to uh, Varnville, and this should be a lot of fun for them making that trip down there. This was a game they should have won last year. I love it. It says Wade Hampton of Hampton, but he has yeah. Varnville, actually. So. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was last year. Wasn't but it? They're, look, they're looking at a ride by like what we had Friday night. And, uh, and here's a, the thing. That's a trip. I'm not going to – I I know an outcome that – 
certain somebody's going to pick it in that game. But this is a similar situation to what we faced last week. There's a line down there that they know about. We're upstate. We're Lakeland, so we're, we're going to pull for them. But I'm telling you right now, Emerald wins that game. I'm eating crow up here on wherever we had to show out on Monday because they're not going to come close to Ham- Hampton County. Well, know. Hampton County's got a, they got a decent quarterback. <laughs> they, they got a running back that is phenomenal. Yeah, he um, is. That, that is out there. However, the defense does give up a few points. Um, you're going to be able to move the ball between the 20s with them, but once they get in the red zone, they seem to lock it down. Until that running back plays linebacker and picks the ball off, and then he yeah. scores a touchdown that way. This team, like I said, I, Allendale, Hampton, I, I've been following these kids for years because that was McCormick for a long time was in that little bit of a region with they would play these teams. I was like, man, why? Why? So I think next time that me and Willie get out, we roam and we're going to find that new. They're building a new school in Hampton County. Uh, the old one where they went last year, it's got a press box by like what y'all always love going to, and I love going to. But yeah, It's the Wade Hampton it, High School. It is. There. Of Hampton, though, not Greenville. Yeah. Well, they, they've scored 51 points this year and given up only eight. Yeah. They're solid. So, I mean, I mean it's, and, I, and I told you, I think this might be your team in 3A that you better look or that you better count on. Surprise. I mean, 2A. I meant 2A, yeah. I meant 2A. That might be your team that surprises Abbeville this year and some of these other teams that we don't see coming. But I said three because they're playing Emerald, but my bad. But it is 2A, and, I mean, that's a team you better count. There, there are a bunch of teams that on that – me and Stan don't like to say the low country and the Midlands got teams, but they got teams. Yeah. They just got to beat these teams from up here to before we acknowledge that, so to well, speak. Emerald's going to have the regular – Joe's they're going to have to step up. Key Holloway's going to have to have a big game. We know Foster's going to have a big game. I think we're going to have to throw the ball, Emerald is, a little more than they're probably used to in order to loosen up that run defense. And I, you know, I, I think they got to run the ball to open up the pass. So I think yeah. that, that you're going to have Foster and Key Holloway. But Key Holloway's yeah. that quarterback. He's that guy you want. Like what Stan's talking about, he goes through progressions real well, and he sees plays. And at any point in time, if he needs to go, he'll go. He'll take off and go. If he knows that pass isn't going to ever open up, he'll take off down the field. I think that's where you when, – when you're playing a really good defense like Hampton does have – I think it sounds like I graduated from there, but um, when you have a really good defense like that, and like I think – what did you say, Bill? Six points is what eight, they've given – eight, eight points. points all year. Um, so, I mean, that's a touchdown and a two-point conversion. So, I mean, that, that might be another way to get a point. If you don't want to kick that extra point, go for two. Same well, and two – with Emerald, I think Emerald's got to make a decision. Looking at what, looking at game film, what do I do with my offense? Okay, we're going, we can go spread. All right, let's go spread. All right, but there's stuff we can do within the spread. Do we want to go to the spread and attack the outside, or do we want to go to the spread and attack the inside? And that's not just with the run game. That's with the pass game. We we throw them to the outside, or we're gonna have skinny post and deep post, or you know, are we trying to get that linebacker out of there? So we may attack to the inside, but then you know, if we go with an RPO and maybe we can take our running back or our quarterback and attack the outside, if we're planning on our receivers going inside to pick off those linebackers and people coming out, so there's a lot of a lot of chess games, a lot of chess games going on right now. Try to figure out, and they can pick up tendencies off the game film, and that's where it's going to come from. You got score from last year's game? Uh, I can find it. I mean, I got a laptop. I, mean, they, I, I could look, but Hampton beat Collinson County ten nothing the first game of the year, and then they beat Allen, Allendale Fairfax last week 
That's and that's where I'm coming at y'all yeah. with this. That forty, yeah, Allendale's defense is generally like the tops in that area, and then they put some, they put up forty one points. I mean, and only scored eight. So defensively, it's where they're going to be strong this year. But the one thing I will give Emerald an advantage on is Coach Tad DeBose knows that area because being from Abbeville mm-hmm. and coaching against. Hampton and, and Wade Hampton all those years, he he would have an advantage probably even over their coach because they have a fairly new coach at Hampton County. But like I said, we're going to pull for him to win. I mean, I, oh, I yeah. think there's a possibility they I can think. pull it off. I just – I wouldn't be stunned if it's not like the feeling we had coming home the other day that, that you know, we left some on the table that we could that we could have brought maybe a little bit more home. But Played better than the score. Exactly. Shows. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, when you go – any time a road game that you go and you're – a decided underdog, you got to score it quick, and you got to take the you know get on the board first and foremost, and then you go from it. So, I think Emerald's fine. I like I said, it's just gonna be a very tough game for them to win. All right. So, with that being said, hopefully the Vikings. I'm I'm saying it. I think this game's gonna be closer. I think they're gonna challenge Hampton. <laughs> you gotta do that now because yeah, because I went the other way with that. Yeah, I, went I, I, I really I do. I think I think this is the time that Emerald has been that close. For two games now. Yeah. And I, I think Emerald's due for that game. You know, it, it's time to, to break out and let's go get one. Hope y'all through. right. We'll see. And y'all got a third man right there. He's with y'all because you'll hear that in, this, <laughs> in his segment coming up. So. Emerald, Emerald beat them October 15th, 42-7 to 7 in 20, 2021. Yeah, two years ago. Okay. I was going to say that, yeah, because they did play there in a couple of years. So 2020, 2020, excuse me. 2020. I mean, well, it's three years now. So it's a different, whole different team down there for both teams. I mean, like I said, it's when you think about it, but that's where we always talk about. It. Don't let the 3A go into play a, a 2A. Get, don't get that sideways. Because I'm telling you, I've seen 1As that probably, I've seen 3As like last week that would have had no trouble with Dutch Fork. Norman and Gaffney, you might have to put the two teams together. <laughs> I'm telling you, that Sandy Creek was they were as advertised. They seriously they, were. They could play with they could play with Gaffney, Dutch Fork. And what about seven A schools? Then, if you got a seven A school, you don't schedule them. Chris, I, don't do it. Don't do it, buddy. <laughs> All right, uh, games happening tonight. You got Greenwood Christian uh, hosting. Who has a Spartanburg Christian Academy? It that is. game's going to be, I think, at eight. Eight or eight thirty start, mm-hmm. eight o'clock start. I think is what it said. is. So, uh, in order to kind of beat the heat with that, but Greenwood Christian, another one of those teams that's last two weeks that close. I mean, so close, close to getting the victory in overtime, yeah. two point conversion, just like Powdersville did. Yeah. Seventeen eighteen last week. Oh. I mean, every week we get a new player that's just. I mean, Max Prep starting to love this team, but they are the team from Greenwood now, according to Max Prep. But I mean, they starting to love them. I mean, that golf kid broke the. Sack record last week, and then you had um, the kid before, uh, Keith. I mean, what's his name? Heaton, mm-hmm. the quarterback. He broke Stumbo's record, passing, passing thing. And Owen. Whittington last week. It's Mayor's ball, by the way. Um, this week, yep. And yep. Uh, so, he's what seven catches for two hundred yeah. seventy-five yards. And I got on my phone. He's on Max Preps, and I hadn't. <laughs> Green was jealous. What, what which record is is Greenwood Christian going to break this week? All right, we've already had sacks. We've already had tackle. The tackles is what got broke this this past week, mm-hmm. which was four hundred maybe. It was up to Goff is the kid that did it. I saw it on Facebook under their Facebook page, but um, we expected this. Every, it's like I don't care. I mean, Coach Doolittle is gone. You got Coach um, Rooney's, in Rooney's there, now. there now. They still traveling, Stan. It's the wheels yeah. on the bus, buddy. The wheels on the bus go round and round, and they traveling. 
So, like I said, luckily the first two games were here. So now that little fun road trip after this week's game, we'll, it'll start up and we'll, we'll go from there. But their games are still winnable. It's the same team. It's Colin Prep, uh, Spartanburg. Well, like tonight, I don't have any clue what Spartanburg Christian's like. So they they have struggled the I mean, last two weeks. And this should be this should be a win for Greenwood Christian, it be. and it, it should be a they should handle it easily. Decisive, yeah, decisive, it's a decisive win for them. So we'll follow along and see. But eight o'clock tonight over at Victory Field, you're going to want to be there or be square. Should be a re- and like I said, you know it's Houston Greenwood. You know, yep. None of your teams are playing tonight. They we all play tomorrow night. So get your butts over to Victory. Yep, they'll, have, they'll have the good officials too. So. Add that in. All right, uh, <laughs> let's talk about 96 at Saluda. The game of the week. You don't have to word on fans for this one. The game of the week is 96 at Saluda. That's a no-doubter. You got my interview? No, I do not. Okay. So I was passing a kid. You, you were messing with Mr. Stone. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, look, I did it last week for Coach Bennett. I'm telling you, I'll do it again now. If After staying straightened me out on Monday, if I'm Coach Bennett, I just look over there and I tell Braden Mitchell, come on over here. This is what a clipboard looks like. Wear your nice polo shirt and your skibs because you're not going to wear your shorts because you're not going to put – you're not suiting up. And Carver Davis ain't got to look over his shoulder and see him on back behind him with a jersey on. Yep. That's the easiest way to do it. I, I still hate the fact that they're going to play a really good saluted team without their ace in the hole. But there again, who knows? Carver Davis may come in here and, and shoot it up like he well, would do. But. And Zay King would uh, – They've got a proven running back. I mean, he ran for over 200 yards last week. So, uh, on 11 carries, I think it was. Let, yeah, let, I mean, let, he, let's he just turn him. around, hand the ball to him a few times, and see if that saluted defense can slow him down. And Stewart said, "Not so fast." Not so fast, my Not friend. Not so fast. So. Here we go. This series between Saluda and 96, 38, 38, and four. This is a big game, then. Yeah, we break the tie. Yeah. We break yeah. the tie. Or, well, they'll go to the overtime. So, well, they may not play overtime since it's a meaningless. This game. is at Bettis Herlong, isn't that where they play Herlong Field? Mm-hmm. Which I, Matthew, I think the Matthew last Field. time we went there, they played '96 in the rain. Yeah, and '96. Yeah, in won. the rain. So I mean, won. that place is wild too. If you yeah. haven't been to Herlong, the old We've school. Been there. That's a wild place. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, y'all found out after this weekend. I like wild places. I really do. Yeah, no kidding. Except <laughs> when they're hot. Uh, Loud music and yeah, and a yeah, bull. Oh, yeah, yeah, and a bull. Yeah, and the bull. <laughs> Chris almost uh, rode a mechanical bull after the Sandy Creek. I'll tell you, if it hadn't been for a high school game and I could have had my post beverage after that game, I, I'd have been on the bull. I'm just saying. All right. Well, back in '96 uh, and Saluda, Saluda uh, has. Kind of fooled everybody. We saw they kind of did what Greenwood did, and you didn't see a lot in the Jamborees as to what they were. Went to Mid Carolina, dominated last week. Another domination uh, game for them. And so, you know, they nobody's really challenged them as of yet. But you can't sleep on ninety six, and that's that's something that I'm sure Coach Stuart Young is telling them. You know, here and now is, you know, these guys are going to come at you. They're going to fly around you. They play uh, with their hair on fire. You guys have to be ready for that. They don't. Ninety six does not take plays off. No. And their defense is as good as their offense. Yeah. Seriously, and, their and defense they will hit you. Is, yeah. You know, and so. Don't think just because we are saluted, we're going to go in there and win this ball game. All right, y'all, but one of y'all tell me, because I know Bill keeps up with them a lot. Do they have a ride on the team this year on Saluda? 
Is there a right on that team? I haven't seen a roster, so I don't okay. have seen a roster. I haven't seen a roster. Well, yeah, they didn't partake in the jamboree. So. I was there yesterday. I should have. Should have stopped and asked. Right. You get another hat. You get a new hat from Coach Young. No, but I can get one. Uh, no, I mean I know you. you <laughs> lot, all the places you go to, they give you stuff like that. So yeah. start thinking about that. Yeah. All right, so that is the game of the week here in the Lakelands. Um, no matter where you are, 96 at Saluda should be a fun one to uh, watch, and we'll keep an ear out for it as well. You can listen to Bobby Hamby. Just go to WZLA, uh, click on the sports section down there, and you can listen to the game. They have their link, by the way. Yeah. I did not know the night we played, so there is a link if you go to WZLA that's got 96, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. So. Tap on that. Because I don't know. I mean, I tried to text one. And too, if you want, you can go to YouTube and salute it now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a possibility. Right. You can yeah. actually Campbell. see the game salute it now yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure right. they'll have it Yeah, Martin up there. Campbell will have it going. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about the game we're going to be at because this will be a fun one. Greenwood returns to the BAB after going to Sandy Creek last week. Come in at 1-1. One one. Dorman is 1-1. One one. They're only lost to region foe Greenville in the opening game of the season in week zero. So this one, uh, guys, Dorman has always come in and played extremely tough. And it's it's going to be you know eerie similar to the Dave Gutshaw kind of era. I mean, this is their second coach in two years. Well, third coach in three years, if you want to look at it that way. But the coach that they've got now is a disciple of Coach Gutshaw. He's been on the defense there. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it's eerie when you watch film and see just how similar it is to what Coach Gutshaw was running. Well, He's that Gut- player. He played for him. So. Well, Gutshaw <clears throat> was the coach, but Gutshaw had players. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing now with Dorman. They don't have that quality of player that uh, Noah Whiteside that you think has played for 10 years. Well, they got you know. one. <laughs> the <laughs> brother's here. Well, his brother's That's the first thing I looked at. He's tied in. <laughs> but he had a lot of people around him. But yeah. uh, I think that uh, this is a winnable game for Greenwood. Uh, it, it's going to be a close ball game. But I think with what we've shown over the last two weeks, we can come out and beat these guys. And – these guys have really not Starts impressed playing. me as far as Dorman goes. They have not really impressed me. Uh, like uh, Dorman teams of old where we're sitting there like, oh, we got to go to Dorman or Dorman's company. You know, uh, how are we going to stop this? That's, it's not that way now. I think um, Dorman's been robbed of players for different reasons and, you know, Spartanburg built a new school, and uh, there's some fountains up there now. So yeah, I mean. and fountains up there, you know. And then you get, you know, the Burns it and going out and recruiting as much as they were, but they're still going and getting a player or two here and there. So after Friday night, they'll yeah. start back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, their, their quarterback David Sorson is he won the competition fair and square. Yeah. Remember last year, it was still like a two-three race. Yeah. Because they, they switched quarterbacks on us in that first half, and then, you know, Sorson ended up dominating the He played the well. Half. Yeah. Um, they're running back. They're going to switch them in and out. They're going to bring in wide outs. They're going to – receivers are going to become running backs. Running backs are going to become receivers. Um, they're going to move everybody around. But Jarvis Pearson is going to be the big name that you're going to see at running back. But then they've got uh, three wide outs in, in Keenan Whiteside, uh, Travion uh, Fernandez and also KD Hainsworth, um, that'll come in. And Hainsworth, I think, is the is number zero. Who's number zero? Fernandez. Fernandez oh. is number zero. For, so you're going to see him a lot come in. He seems to be the go-to scat back that they have uh, in that regard at wide out and also at running back. But he's also a great blocker. 
Um, and this is going to be one of those where they could do anything out of any formation. And I guarantee you it has happened. I went back and even checked. Last four years that we have played Dorman, first thing they've done on the first play of scrimmage is go long. So I, I, I guarantee that's going to happen again. I'm guaranteeing right, we do right. it too, babe. <laughs> no, I look at this roster, and it's the same as last year. I mean, a lot of it is. I mean, like I said, you got Fernandez. He was zero, by the way. Uh, I know Miss Beverly loves that number, but he played last year. He's a senior. The one I got marked over here is Marquavis Miller, defensive end, 6'2", 205. And I think Bill's got one that's over 300, which I hadn't found him yet. But really good receivers, though. Seriously, they got really good receivers. I just think we're going to jump them pretty quick. And like Tom said, I think we just got to go out and play. The key for them is going to be how are their corners. Um, yeah. Sammy Brannon, Shane Nash, uh, they were there last year, but they really they they hit you know they took a beating. Um, if it wasn't for Brandon Tienum, I think they might have had a harder time with it. So we could probably take advantage of their corners. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Their linebackers, though, Owen Hendricks, Adam. Uh, uh, Gudenlock, they're the real deal. And, you know, if they if they know – and they will cheat. I've seen it last week against uh, North Augusta and also against Greenville. If they know you're going to run, they they know what the play is, and they will come up to where you're going to run. Um, are we going to be able or could we possibly make that change at the line of scrimmage and give Tristan that option? I'm going to love well, the fact here because the one that Bill showed me, he's an offensive lineman, so I can tell you where Williams is going. <laughs> How do you say his name for Greenwood? Shaquavis Williams, seven or seventy, whatever it is. Yeah, he's going to be a really solid player, and I can tell you, he's going to cover Landon Green, who is an eleventh grader, six two three thirty five. The kid was a lot bigger last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this guy's a little bit taller at six two than the kid was, but that that's. That's what I look for, your offensive defensive matchup match there. Um, very similar to the team last year, except they don't have a chance black at running back. They don't have a Marquis Anderson. They don't they have don't Anderson have. on the line. He's at Carolina now. I'm thinking it's a bunch of those guys are at Carolina this year that we, don't, we won't be seeing. But like I said, you're right. David Sorrelson is the guy. And like I said, we were in that game last year with them up there. Uh, let's return the favor. Like I said, anytime we, we get to sit in the, the Taj, as we call it, um, <laughs> at home, I mean, it's, it's a good day for everybody involved with Greenwood football. So, yeah, this, is the, well, this is the 27th meeting between them two. It's, it's 8 and 18 is Greenwood's record against them. Well, Gutshaw had to, he, he won the majority of those won as the coach. Since 2012. So. Well, you're right. So. You're right. We'll see what Jake Morris can do as his head new coach. But I, I tell you, I really would like to see what. Um, Curtis could have done there because he's going to Lexington, and I don't know if he went down there and got on that gray bus and went around, and whoever gray didn't get, he chose to come to. But he's got a football team at Lexington. He does. He does. And maybe that's why he took that job. Well, we'll see what happens. This is going to be a fun one with Dorman coming to Greenwood. I got a chance to catch up with Coach Liner earlier today. Here's what he had to say about getting ready and about this Dorman squad uh, as we get ready for Friday night. That's that's definitely true. They played really well against North Augusta this past week, and you know, it's kind of a back to the old regime, you know, a new head coach played for Coach Gutshaw, you know, who was there forever, um, you know, 20, 30 years. And if you look down their staff, it's almost a, it's ironically similar to our staff, the number of former Dorman players they have um, coaching for them. And so, and all of them uh, pretty much played for uh, for Coach Gutshaw. And, uh, you know, Coach Gutshaw's a, a Hall of Fame coach. And, uh, and so he's, 
you know, definitely in the top ten of maybe maybe even top five of the coaches in our state all time, um, and, and what he accomplished. So, in 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 the whole new staff, you know, Coach Morris and all those guys, uh, it's pretty much the same staff that Coach Gutshaw had. To be honest with you, um, you know, there are a couple new faces, but um, I get you know kind of kidded about the number of coaches we have on our sidelines at times but wait till you see these guys i mean there's like 30 of them um literally and uh um, but they do a great job they're always well coached they're always uh similar to sandy creek they're going to know where they're going and they're going to go there fast and uh they've they've played with a lot more physicality over the last you know probably decade and that's uh, served them well so we're excited about them coming to Greenwood, and uh, you know I think this is a, a game that should be played every year, and we hope to continue this this rivalry for years to come. So um, you know that's a I think it's a good game when when Greenwood and Dorman play. And Dorman right now offensively, when you look at them, they run a ton of different running backs at you left and right, and they use the tight end quite a bit. They do, and they they have some very talented running backs. Uh, you know, the staple for Dorman's kind of always been their fronts. You know, last year, I think, of their five offensive linemen, every single one of them were north-south Shrine Bowl caliber type players. In fact, they all ended up going to those games. Um, and so uh, they're a little, you know, uh, more inexperienced there because they had, I think, four seniors or maybe even five up front. But And they were kind of a quarterback by committee last year. That's kind of settled down a little bit more. But – um, you know, they, they do a lot of good stuff. They do a lot of formational stuff. Uh, you know, they, they, they really kind of try to put you in a bind with formations, and they've always done that. And you can kind of tell that it's, you know, kind of drifted back to kind of what they were doing prior to last year a little bit more. And um, and then defensively, you know, Coach Wade Cooper, who's a good friend of mine, he's been the defensive coordinator there for a long time. And, um, you know, they're an odd front team. They'll get into some other stuff. But um, they they fly around. They got a really good safety. They got a good linebacker. They got some good good high school football players, and they're always going to have some good high school football players. So um, you know, we're excited about the opportunity to to get it on with them, and we look forward to it. All right. Practice this week. I had to dodge around the tropical storm that came through. How'd it go? Well, it's good. I mean, we actually went in the morning. You know, we've been practicing at six o'clock in the morning for most of the uh practiced all the way up till now and we had to do that again you know obviously with the heat you know if it's over 92 you can't go out so we just went in the morning and and i give our kids and coaches credit they've kind of just bought into it and just do it you know we didn't have anybody missing um which is always a coach's nightmare you know don't you don't want to regret not having it after school even if you have to go in the gym because they can ride the bus to school and, and i know it puts parents out and it makes it a little bit harder but for us to be successful a lot of those kind of little things like that's what it takes and um, then we did have to go in the gym yesterday with, the, you know, the, the rain and the wind and stuff, but it wasn't as bad as it had been anticipated. Had a good practice outside Tuesday afternoon, um, probably our best afternoon practice we've had um, this, this season. So um, it's been a really good week. You know, I think our, our players are excited about getting an opportunity to kind of, you know, put last week behind us and, and move forward to this week, and, and we expect to, to play a lot better and, and looking forward to it. All right, there you have uh, Coach Chris Liner with the Greenwood Eagles. His thoughts and comments on uh, getting ready for the game this week. I got my notes right here for what he said. He's right. How often do you look on the sidelines and see 16 coaches? And that's where he's got now. It starts. He, he called them out. Jake Morris, who he knew, of course. Malcolm Boyd, who I know. That's your offensive line coach. Wade Cooper, who's been there for a long time when the gut shots come back. Uh, how many teams in high school do you know with two tight ends coaches, Stan? Stan's a tight not end too, guy. Not too many. There's two of them right there, man. And like I said, you got a Chenault, 
that's back. That name is synonymous with Spartanburg. And then you got a Conley kid that's back there, coach. But to see two tight ends coaches is a little bit – you don't see that in college, to be honest with you. I know in Carolina we do because we got a bunch of tight ends. But like I said, and, and but you don't always see that in high school. It is what he said. I mean, it's, it's like anytime there's a change at Dorman, the, the – pre, the, excuse me, the uh, principal, I said president – he picks up the phone and calls Dave Gutshaw and says, get your book back out and tell me who I can call to get back. And that's what they do, and that's what they do with Jake Morris. Curtis, of course, you know, was the newcomer that they brought in, and they're like, we're not going to try that experiment again. He just left us and goes to Lexington. But these guys are, are have been there before, and that's what's going to make this game so much better, and Chris knows them all. And I do see us playing this team for a while down the road, even though they are considered a step up for Greenwood. But, but the one thing I take from Chris's matches there is, We've had good practices this week. The reason we had good practices, and we spoke about this Monday, that it's easier and the kids are more receptive to coaching after a loss than they are after a win. Very and, easy, and right? it's showing up right now. And the practice that they've had this week, they've been able to coach them up. Well, like and I said. The kids have accepted it, and, and they've dropped – they flushed Sandy Creek. It's gone, buddy. It's gone. You know, we, we want Dorman. Bring them on. We and like we talked about, right now. and this is hard, but being a, right a Gamecock to come up here and ask, say that this, this, these kids are all in. That's what the term we're going to use. <laughs> yeah. They're all in with Coach Liner. And like yeah. I said, I mean, it's kind of like what's up there named Hills. They got the same mentality. They're used to it now, and I think they like it better. I think they would rather practice at 6.30 in the morning or 6 in the morning and then worry about class if they have to do that or if they just go home and practice or whatever. But like I said, we're evenly matched with this team. I really feel like we are um, because I'm going to tell you, they went North Augusta and beat a really good North Augusta team that we know has been across the water in Augusta recruiting players back over to there. But, and we got them coming up. So that'll be another game we got coming up with the Yellow Jackets in a few weeks. So it'd be fun. We'll see what happens. But uh, of course, game of the week, number eight Saluda hosting ninety six. That is there. Um, Abbeville is number one. They're taking on number eight Southside Christian. Uh, another big game in the Lakelands, and then of course Greenwood number nine in the polls this week. Uh, they're going to be taking on Dorman, and I believe Dorman uh, not quite in the polls, but they did get a mention as far as some votes. So. I didn't give it to him, by the way. I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> That's why I was looking at you. I wasn't the one that I was looking at you. But, you know, we talk about Abbeville real quick again. We've already talked about it, but they're also they're going to play a highly ranked 1A team. Yeah. I know that, the you know, South Carolina, I mean, um, Southside Christian, St. Joe's, and Christchurch are going to all beat each other's brains in for that title. So, luckily, Abbeville only has to play the one, and it's the one team that's down this year in Southside Christian. All right, so we are in Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Uh, we want you to come on by and enjoy some of the great specials that they've got here for the lunch specials. They've got great breakfast to go along with it as well. Caroline uh, is the person to see if you come up here. She'll take care of you, I promise you that. Uh, and they got great food to go along with it. I have a uh, 52, which is the hot ham and cheese. They just need to renumber it up on that board. I think it's like number nine. But it, that way Clyde won't just forget. Just needs to be re- yeah, Clyde won't, yeah, Clyde won't forget, forget 52. 52. So yeah. they just need to renumber it in that regard and see what happens. also want to say a big shout out to uh, Andy Durham. He sold my son his first truck to yesterday. Uh, I thank him. Uh, no pressure whatsoever in that sale. Um, you know, I went out there and test drove it the other day, and then my son came and test drove it yesterday, and next thing I know, he and Andy are in the back, and dollars are being exchanged, and uh, he did a great job and a great service uh, for him in, in, in making it a delightful experience for my son in buying his first truck. 
Did he did he get rid of the yellow banana or is he still got it? It is going to Carmax oh. on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say they offered more money for it there. So it is yeah, so the yellow banana is is, is leaving. It'll it'll head to Carmax. Okay. He got one of the better car salesmen in the state. I mean Andy's been at Yance and Edge Ride. I grew up with Andy Durham, good guy. Brett Durham we just talked about on the podcast today because the kid yep. with the tackle broke the record. I mean, excuse me, Whittington broke the record. Owen Whittington with receptions, he broke uh, Brett Durham, his son's record. Now we got an inside scoop for a luxury ride to these away games. Now you got the scoop. You know Andy personally now. So <laughs> yep, <I> see, <laughs> see what I can do. <laughs> no, no, no pressure. No, no, nothing like that's that. That's who I was no. going to call, though. Yeah, I told, yeah, I told talk, Stan, said I said, that. here, Ty Goldman's one of the yeah. two guys I'm going to call. I worked with both of them before. So we need, to, we need to push that panic button, so to speak, so we can make that ride in luxury. All right. Well, we have talked all the high school. Now let's get on to what happens. Starting tonight, high college football gets back underway. This is the big weekend of college football. A lot of big games are going to be taking place, um, including on Monday night, Clemson going up to take on Duke. you got Carolina and Carolina in the uh, Mayo Bowl, Duke Mayo Bowl. So we'll see who ends up covered in mayonnaise in this one. <laughs> I prefer the Cheez-It Bowl much myself, yeah, but yeah. Um, the Duke Mayo Bowl should be a lot of fun. We'll see what happens with all of that with the two Carolinas going at it. Where do you want to start, Chris? This is your baby. Oh, man, well, like, I mean, and unfortunately, I see Willie Clapp. I'm not a college guy anymore, man. And I know you're going to pay the players, man. You're going to pay them all or you pay none. <laughs> so I don't, until we start paying evenly across the board, I don't, I'm okay well, with let's, it. Let's, let's start with Carolina since Willie's going, I mean, since Will's going. Well, okay. <laughs> start, start with Carolina as they get ready um, for the Duke Mayo Bowl. It's going to be taking place in Charlotte. Gamecocks are two-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Heart Tar Heels in this one. Um, four finish to last season for, for uh, the Tar Heels, not to mention a loss uh, to the Gamecocks at the beginning of the season to go along with that. Um, and then you look at the way uh, that Carol, you know, South Carolina finished. They finished extremely strong. They did. And I was not the one that gave North Carolina the boat, by the way, for, for, to get them ranked in the top 25. This is, like I said, this has been called the NIL Bowl with North Carolina South Carolina because Drake May and Spencer Rattler, two are the higher-paid quarterbacks that's in the game right now. So it's going to be fun to see what's going on in that game. I mean, I, I just think about South Carolina's defense, and I think about the game and the, the bowl game last year. The Kieran Jordan is going to do everything he can do to help the game cost win. Um, and there again, I think Spencer's going to have a really good game. I think North. I think that's where that that the coaches really made improvements on North Carolina, is defensively. New New DC. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Dale uh, Loggins, Coach Loggins. So, we're going to see just exactly. He says it's not any different than it was last year. Those were his words this week. And that's it's good. not much different than it was last. That's last good. Year, so because that keeps Rattler comfortable, and that we get a couple more offensive guys, and they're rolling, and and we'll see how it goes. Like I said, I I can't wait to see who's going to be the feature back this year behind the quarterback. Um, I, it's going to be DK, you know, DeKaren Joiner to start it. But we got some really young guys. I know Stan's been worried about our backfield too and I have too but I'm also looking forward to tight end play for Gamecocks I, th I think we're going to be strong on tight ends the thing about North Carolina it's so much has been said about Drake May I mean you pick up any newspaper flip on any talk show on the radio or on TV and if they start talking this game the first thing they're going to talk about is Drake May what they're not saying 
is that the top two receivers that they had come in through Chris's favorite hole over there, that thing called a portable. The portal. The NCAA declared them ineligible. So uh, now you're going back to what we do now, scratch our head. Uh, this is Chiswick's, what, second year? Or is this his third year? Chiswick's just coaching uh, yeah. defense. So, uh, you know, has he recruited enough players? To, to, I mean, they were they were horrendous last year on defense. Was that Chiswick or was that just the players? You know, what can he coach a defense to stop this these types of offenses that he's seeing nowadays, where it's more pass than it is run? Uh, it's going to be interesting. You've been playing. I think you know Carolina. We've got tight ends. You got Deuce Wells. You got uh, Leggett. Out there at wide receiver, so you know. Uh, well, guess you're a return guy, though. Yeah. I really like him in the return game. And, Xavier really gets and, really and everybody knows that our special teams are going to be probably <laughs> hands down better than anybody we play all season. Yep. And I'll go ahead and say that right now. As long as those guys don't get hurt, uh, both from the return game, like you say, as well as the punting and the kicking game we're, we're solid there yeah. there's and, no doubt and there's where the rub is is what yeah. is that defensive line and that secondary that yeah. took so much criticism last, last year, year but they've made improvements as the year went on uh, how is Clayton White in his defense going to respond to yeah. you know a wide open offense like that Clayton White's solid I that's the one spot I'm not worried about on this team just like what he said I'm gonna go the opposite way I, just you pick up the paper and say it's like a lot of Spencer Rattler and like he said, I'm not a big fan of Spencer Rattler. I, no. Just because so, of things. You know, he's not on. getting much love from the national. Well, I'm, I'm not trying to bring him down, also. but I mean, look, you, you got to be a team player. Drake May's a Heisman Trophy candidate. Spencer wants to be there. That's why we're pushing him up to be there. Um, and like I said, I want to see Spencer Rattler from the last three games of the season, not the first seven or eight we saw. And that's what I'm afraid. <laughs> that that's who we're going to see. I'm not putting my eggs in the basket, but I don't have enough up here to put in there. I don't want to break in that first game against North Carolina. It's a game we can win and we should win. Yeah. Technically, it's almost like a home game for us because yeah. we used to mayo. You just got to have me some tomatoes with it. I'm, I'm a Duke's guy, but give me tomato sandwiches, man. Come on. All right. Here's, here's some interesting facts of the day, I guess you could say, towards this game. The underdog has covered the spread in five of North Carolina's last six games. Okay? And North Carolina has lost three of its last four games as the favorite at neutral venues that are there. Also, the Tar Heels have lost the first half in each of the last four games against opponents from the Southeastern Conference. And five of North Carolina's last six September games against non-AP-ranked teams have gone over the total point predictions. And, and Mac Brown is, what, 72 <laughs> Brown? I th is he just more of an icon out there on the that's, field? That's somebody that's else is calling the play. Yeah, somebody stuff. else has got he's, – <laughs> he's sitting back in his desk. I don't know if he really knows. And I really thought when North Carolina brought him in, he would be there for two, three years, and then they would turn the program over to somebody else. He would get the ship righted, so to speak. And then they turned up. But here it is. They haven't. Or they're putting all their eggs in one basket, keeping Mac Brown. Uh, and But we don't know what's going on behind the scenes with the offensive coordinators. Now you got Chiswick in there as your defensive coordinator. He's been there a couple of years now. But, uh, you know, how long is that guy going to stay there? That's an you SEC know? man, though. I mean, you, we right. in your, you and, know. And, but at the same time, you know, how long is he going to stay there? You know, he's already tried to – 
the TV stuff, and he didn't yeah. like that. That's why he got back into coaching. So That's because he's going against uh, us. We're the TV yeah. guys, man. Come on. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I like Mac Brown. Don't get me wrong. And I'm going to tell you why I like Mac. How old did you say? 70-something? I'm thinking he's in his, his early 70s to mid-70s. Well, this gentleman yeah. right here knows how to go to Portland and get a player if he needs it. And a guy, I'm barely, you know, well, in my he, 40s he, that can go to the Portland and get a player. So. Well, he went and got some, but the NCAA declared him ineligible, so he may not have known well, no, exactly he went, what he Well, thought. maybe Mac and Deion Sanders need to get there together. You go. There you go. They, they could <laughs> compare <laughs> notes. And go from there. Compare right. notes. Think for North Carolina that they, if they can keep it close to this game through the first half, they've got to be able to withstand what South Carolina does in the third quarter. Yep. Last year, they dominated third quarter points. And it's not going to surprise me. Uh, I thought about this today with all right, Rattler's going to be your quarterback. DK's going to be your running back to start the game. All of a sudden, Chiswick's got something to worry about. You got two quarterbacks on the field at the same you do. time. And the, and the one that's playing running back right now, two years ago, beat you. You know, so. Oh, he still have has, has the How many RPOs do we have? Where Rattler gets the ball, but you got to remember that game two years it, ago was a totally different offense than was, what Mac prepared for. Right, but at the same time, this is opening up the RPO more. Mm-hmm. Where okay, Rattler can have the ball, snap it to him. You start out if the hole there, he can pitch it to DK. Wait a minute, he's supposed to be a running back. Oh, why is he stopping throwing the ball thirty yards down the field to a wide open decent? Deuce running across the field. Yeah, Juice Wells, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and if you come up, and that's what's going to happen if they start coming up and packing the box to try to stop him, all of a sudden he's going to be on that little rollout throwing the ball. Yeah, and then I'd like to see that. The reason DK is there is because he's a quarterback. Yeah. Unfortunately, we had a coach named Will Muschamp that didn't know a quarterback from an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. He should have been the quarterback a long time there. But, like I said, it's, it's a toss-up. It's a top, yeah. you know, 25 it's, it's game, man. 25. So. I want to see the game, Cosmo. And it's going to be good weather. I mean, you know, it's not going to be one of these 100-degree days, so we're going to be able to get everybody's best effort on from both teams. Mm-hmm. I think I, McDonald's I think, the key. I think, I think South Carolina will put more fans in the stands than North Carolina does. I mean, we travel to That's Alaska a for a football game. Yeah. We travel to Alaska for a football well, game. I'm just saying I think we will. Gigi McDonald's the key at running back. Mm-hmm. I think that if he gets the second half – to help, yeah. you know, DK with a little bit of the running. I think that's the guy that's going to establish 100, 150 yards rushing in the game. And then well, you're going to have – and then, and then you know, you might have that that one surprise player off each team. Who Who's going to step up that we're sitting here talking about all these guys and all of a sudden this is this red shirt freshman or sophomore or freshman that just checked in, hadn't been on campus but two weeks, but all of a sudden he's running wild. You know, whether well, it's on the offensive or defensive side of the ball, you, you know, well, a lot of this great is gonna, first game. Great a lot of this is going to have to depend on this new offensive line that yep. has been portalized. Yep. Um, because, what, there's only two returning on the and, offensive line. And, Everybody and, else came Beamer, from the portal. And Beamer has said it, you know, we look good today and then tomorrow. We look like a junior high team. We can't block our way out of a wet paper sack. We don't know what – we don't know the plays. You know, and 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 – just remember, Nick Saban ain't going to win a ball game this year either, you know. 
What do you call so, that? What do you call that? What you just said? That's called that, coach speak. Coach speak. So uh, you, when you hear coach speak, you got to leave it in that terminology. Yeah. So yeah. Willie, you've been quiet, man. You're going to the game. You're representing Lakeland Sports guys up in Charlotte, man. What you got? Oh, Carolina's going to win. Well, and that's all we needed. I mean, yeah, all this all stuff that I've been talking about, win. I'll leave it to a game going win. to game. So. You just leave yeah. everybody happy, feeling good. I like that's that. Right. All right. Win. He's solid. <laughs> all right, let's get on to the next. All right. Oh, I will uh, tell you real quick, North Carolina does lead the series 35-20 to 4. So. We're there. We're closing. Uh, we're closing. 35-24. Okay. Uh, yeah, we are. That's the old days. That's the old days. That's right. Yeah. While we're thinking of it, go ahead and get on that that computer. Find out what the uh, uh, wins losses for Carolina and Clemson is. Oh, we, won't, we won't go there right now. Okay. <laughs> what you got, sir? What's the line on the South Carolina? Two and a half. 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 North Two and a half. Yep. I saw the money flowing when y'all walked in. So y'all been gone. <laughs> I saw the money flowing. Oh yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love. Two dollars. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Clemson Tigers. Uh, they open up on the road this time around. They get to go up, take on the Duke Blue Devils, 8 o'clock Monday night, Labor Day night. Uh, the over-under is 56-and-a-half, and right now Carolina is the favorite by 11 points to go along with that. Um, guys, you look at Clemson, the Tigers coming in. Cade Klubnick, uh, the new quarterback, you look at what Garrett has done uh, in bringing him and providing, I think, the spark for that offense that is there. Because you hear – we know what, what – Clemson's defense is. We know how good that they are. And for them to say they're having trouble with this offense leads me to believe that this offense is really taking off. Don't get me started because Stan's going to say, we got Loggins, but I wanted Garrett Riley as a game cop. But <laughs> anyway, that's what you're going to have. This is a good game because Klubnick, he don't have to look over and see DJ Uwe Unguale or Ukulele, whatever you call it. He's got other guys like Hunter Johnson who mm -hmm. came home, but I mean, this is going to be another one of those good games. I mean, two really good quarterbacks. You got Riley on on the side for Duke. You said Duke's favorite in this game? No, okay. Duke is. Uh, I would say they should be. I, I was going to say that's a pretty good spread. But, what gets me with this one is when you look at Duke. Yeah, they had a great record. What nine and four last year? They had a great bowl game uh, in which they beat uh, UCF in the process of all that, but you. Once they got past the Florida States and the Clemsons, which they didn't play at all last right. year, so they lost to Miami um, and a couple other losses to some of the upper tier of the ACC teams. The rest of those wins, the majority of those wins, were all to the lower tier. So it's kind of deceiving where their record is. and it, It's deceiving, but at the same time, that offensive line last year were juniors. Mm -hmm. They're seniors this year, and you got five or six of them. And you've got a quarterback that's a projecting. But they didn't NFL face first any upper No, they didn't teams. face it. But they were young, a younger team last year, too. So I agree with you that, yeah, their wins are going to come against the middle of the pack and the lower pack. Uh, but Wallace Wade only holds 40,000. I've been up be, there. It'll be Clemson, orange. Clemson, Clemson <laughs> butter take 15,000 up there. It'll be orange. On a Monday night when you got to get up and come back home That'd be orange. Tuesday morning. Uh, Clemson should win this ball game. I still have my concerns on wide receiver. Uh, uh, they've got five, maybe six. I would say five. You but know you're Williams gonna need, is going to be but the to run, right But now. to run the offense that Riley wants to run, they're going to need six to eight. Uh, we know they got the running backs. So that's no big deal. Um, 
I'm ready for you now. I'm ready for you now. You got all, you got receivers. I mean, they're loaded. I mean, we 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 say they're not related receivers. The reason we say they're not Spectre's hurt. I mean, Spectre's hurt. Oh, they're a, they're uh, loaded at receivers. He's got Adam Randall, Cole Turner, Bo Collins. But and this goes back to your your comment, Tristan Chris. Lee. There's only one ball. You're right. You know, but they Clemson, you know, rotates receivers in and out constantly. And that's what so, I'm saying. But yeah. they they've only got like five that they're really mentioning a lot. And Versus, one of them is Spectre at number six, I think, and he's hurt. So, what are the other ones having? But Duke They've can't got cover a freshman him. that's looking better than some of the seniors, but you only got one ball. Cole Turner's a freshman. Let's just yeah. go to the list. Adam Randall, he had 10 catches, 128 yards last year. E.J. Williams is a stud. And then there's a little little baby Swinney that's just out of, out of his diaper that's there now that's a senior this year. Here's, here's the thing about Clemson that I don't like Gamecocks talking about. K-Cub couldn't play in the SEC if he had to. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. Let me tell you what Cabe did last year that stunned me when I saw this. He was 229 out of 370. You know who he was better was passing? He's better than Spencer Rattler, hands down, passing the ball. Now, we're going to call defense, SEC, and, and ACC. I'm, I'm giving you that. But, I mean, this kid, man, 370 yards passing, he completes 229. 2,600 yards, 22 touchdowns, that's only seven picks. I mean – And he didn't play a full season. Exactly, because he's over his shoulder looking at, at DJ and all that. Now, Riley Leonard, the quarterback at Duke, he is the next best quarterback. And it, this is a quarterback league in the ACC. Mm-hmm. It's loaded this year. Jordan Travis at Florida State, uh, Riley Leonard at Duke. Everybody that you play in the ACC is going to have a stud for a quarterback. And, I mean, and like I said, as good as Riley Leonard is being right behind Drake Millie, K. Clubbing still passed for more yards and more touchdowns for him than than he did. So, Barbie needs her cart back. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing about about the Tigers as well is they're going to have a running game. You with Moffa and you got Will Shipley. We can't forget about the tight ends too. Yeah, they got some good tight ends that come in. Yeah, but they've got the freshman running back too that is just lighting it up in Mm -hmm. practice. I like. I still want Will Shipley over there in the slot. <laughs> Make him a patriot, man. Make him to you New might, England. You might, and that's and that's a very good possibility. Moffy's your power back. And yeah. what's the other guy's name? Tom, um, the freshman running back. I'll have to look it up. I, remember. Uh, anyway, like I said, Shamir. Who is it? Thomas. Thomas. That's it. Thomas. Appreciate. It. We're not used participation, man. Come on up. Well, well, we still don't know what this offense is going to look like. We know what he what Riley did at TCU last year. And basically that was we're going to run the ball first and then we're going to pass the ball. But he had uh, Dugan was more of a running quarterback. Is Are we going to take and make Clubnett into that running quarterback that Dugan was last year? And why was Dugan running so much? He'd run, they didn't have yeah. offensive line. Right. They made the championship game. Klubnick, Klubnick may be able to sit back there and, and throw the ball more than Dugan. And do, do you really want him taking off running? And you're going to have to bring in your number two guy if he gets hurt. But Seven rushing the, touchdowns by Klubnick last yeah, year. And they might yeah. have been at goal line. I don't know. I'm, not yeah. a, I'm a game card trying to just well, help these Tigers along. You know, I think – a lot. Some of the 
Clemson people are thinking just because we got Riley, we're going to be in the national championship game just like T.C. was. You was last year, but this is two total different teams. Is it, though? Because Clemson has much better athletes than TCU they, had. And, much. And, in every yeah, position. Right. But, and you're taking but you got, off, but you got to catch that. <laughs> but you got to have that lightning in a bottle, too. Yeah. And I, th- I think they're going to have it. You mentioned for Carolina who's going to be that step-up player. For Clemson, to me, as a guy that we saw at Greenwood last year when we went to play Greenville, and that's Tyler Brown at wideout. He is he is flying up and down. He's by far probably ahead of most of the other freshman receivers. That are but you've got so many receivers in that court, in that receiving room. This is where that new college rule is going to come into effect. Who are we going to redshirt and how many games – and what games are we going to play? Let some of these guys play in because well, you can play four. Not. You can play four regular season games, get your red shirt, and then come back for the playoffs. I think it's the craziest thing in the world. <laughs> That's but, a crazy rule. You know, you're going to play seven games out of the number you play. So, uh, and of course, being on the road, you're only going to take so many right. people. And That's I don't right. know what the Clemson's what they're limiting their players to. Is it 60 or is it, you well, they know. They take 80-something 80 80 on something, the road and you know, 100 and something at home. Home, so, so you know. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the, the player I'm most interested in seeing play has got to be Peter Woods on defense and when he's going to play in that nose guard spot. I'm, I, we saw what he did in yeah. the spring game. Mm-hmm. I've gone back and looked at the high school film and what he's done there. This dude is just – he's a man-child among giants. Um, that's coming in, and I think he's going. We, you know, we we talk about all the great defensive players that have graduated from Clemson and moved on to the NFL. He's just f- filling that role and stepping in. The problem is, did I not just see that he went on the injured reserve for this first the game Monday uh, night? You know something I don't know. I well, I mean, like I said, I'm a troll. Go so I go to your and, site, mine, I'll TCU's. Go back and look. Go back anyway, and look. I think he's going to maybe start there, and hopefully, there's not a big an injury that's going to cost him in game two. Right. So it's kind of like. Braden Mitchell at well, 96. Well, the thing about you are going against an experienced offensive line at Duke. Now, they may not be as athletic as you are. They're good. But when you're playing a 21, 22, 23-year-old against an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, there's three, four years of weight room training that it's going to make a difference at some point in the game. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it's – I'm going to tell you something. I, with me being the troll this year and do, going down on the ACC media days, yeah. this Duke coach, he's a guy, Mike Elko, you can get behind him. Yeah. He's a guy that you want to play for. Yeah. That's the whole – I mean, we we joke around about coaching changes and moving around, moving around. The ACC has had more in the past, what, three years than anybody, any conference. But, too, so, I, I, I still think we talked about this a little bit Monday. Um, going to Wallace Wade – you're going to have to take your own energy with you. I mean, you're. it's not going to be like playing in front of 80,000 in Death Valley. If Clemson will have somewhere between ten to 15,000 people dressed in orange in that stadium, we all know it's a small stadium, but if the Duke is getting behind their new coach and with the season they had last year, they, they may be thinking uh, – we got a number one draft pick and quarterback. We got some offensive linemen. We got some defensive people. This might be our year to beat Clemson. First game of the first game of the season. They're on the road and they're coming to see us. Mm. 
It might be full. <laughs> it might be full. I don't see it really happening because I'm like Tom and these other guys that Clemson has got better athletes, but there's a lot going against them too. I mean, Klubnik's only started one game. So now he's got – and that one game was on the road, and it didn't turn out too good. Now we got to go – and that was the last thing in his memory. Well, now, it's not his memory now the now. lights <laughs> come on. Now the lights come on. It's a Monday night game, which to me, that just messes up your whole week of what we do on Monday, what we do on Tuesday, when we leave, everything. So, yeah. it's a lot to be – now, Dabo does a good job getting them ready for that. And this is the first game, so you can count them. But with us play, with them playing on Monday, now all of a sudden you got a short week coming up for next Saturday. Now, granted, you're playing a nobody, but still you have to go through those progressions and you have to be able to correct what you did Monday night. And you you ain't got but three days to do it. Yeah, but it's it's when it's I went to Wallace Wade to do that that's when they were nobodies. I'm telling you right now, if you only think about Coach K and Duke, you're you're way behind in the game of football because Elk Duke's been a better team for about four years now and their players are starting to come through and I'm on Peter Woods' uh Twitter page and it's not saying I'm not playing. Yeah, I got Trey Williams is the one that's got the injured shoulder. Okay, maybe, and, the, and I could have so. I could have misconstrued. Yeah. I, so, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't find anything with Peter. That's why I went Williams to his Twitter page. So he's yeah. got a, he's got so a good Twitter we'll page. See. So I got one for you, Willie. Look up and see what the line is on the Coastal UCLA game. I got you that one. You got it. <laughs> I got you that one over here. I know yeah, we're still this, talking. No, Clemson, that's but all right. We, we'll move on to UCLA. It's 11 and a half, by the way. We, we and I think Clemson's that's a steal. Uh, if you want a steal of a game, it's Coastal at UCLA. Yeah, at the and Rose take Bowl. take 11 and a half. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know. I told you, I don't want to play Coastal at Clemson or Carolina this year. I'm telling you, this you is look, a really good football team. You look at that roster, and it's, uh, it's I think the UCLA coaches, when they finally got the depth chart and started looking at it, you know, they're sitting that little Sisters of the Poor team. This isn't a, yeah. This is a group of five teams that should be playing, playing power five. Power five, yeah. exactly. With an experienced quarterback, experienced wide receivers, experienced backfield, and huge. Well, we're all expected to see great things. We got two Greenwood boys that are in it. Uh, Braylon Ryan on defense should get the start, and then you got Sam Pickney, who's listed as the number one wide out to, to go along with and all I'm that. And the Belichick watch list. Yep, so he's on yeah. that uh, to go along with it. And then you look at Grayson McCall, who elected to come back for Coach Coastal. Beck yep. and actually play. And we've seen the confidence that he has. Now this offense is going to be a little different for him than what he's been running. Um, is he going to do kind of the same thing? As they, can that old offense be taken out of your mind and go through your progressions and then him have to, have to take off and run instead of throwing the ball away? Well, when you've got a starting quarterback that's been in your house for three years and he's got eight interceptions, I don't want to change him too much. <laughs> I mean, his completion percentage is off the it's chain. Good. So uh, I like he's got a lot of these guys coming back. So. I think what Mr. Sam said when he comes on the podcast is this is the reason that little that Sam left Georgia State to yeah. come to Coastal was yeah. because of this offensive coordinator. Yeah. So I think they're going to be fine there. I mean, this is a it's a feature team. I'm like I said when you're looking at not only quarter you got Jared Guest as your backup quarterback. If something yeah. was to happen, right. I don't think he's in right. But when you got a C.J. Beasley at running back. Mm-hmm. That, that had 800 yards rushing. And then 
they only want to talk about Reese White because he got hurt. I mean, well, no, and Bennett see Bennett broke yeah. his arm in preseason yeah, so and didn't, didn't get to game. play, but like two games all year. You so, got McCall. He's got 200 yeah. yards rushing, six touchdowns. Jerry Brown, Max Ballsinger is the guy I want to see. Baldazar is the guy I want to see at tight end for Coastal this year. He's a new guy to the program. He and Jerry Brown. I was surprised though because you know the program better than I do. They've got Braden Bennett as receiver this year, which does surprise me. Only one ball against yeah. him. So, do, is that the reason they but, moved but him you, out? But you look at how he's a he's tall. He is tall. Got mm-hmm. some, you know, he's a, he's a Sam Pickney type. Guy. Player, yeah. But he's probably faster than Sam. And uh, if you can teach him the wide receiver role, why not? Oh, yeah. You can put the ball. You got a quarterback that will get the ball in his hands. This will be a late game. you start lining up, you, yeah, this is what the Clemson people need to get used to. On Saturday night when Coastal starts to play UCLA at 10. <laughs> going out there to get Cal and Stanford. Y'all going to be watching games at 10.30 at night. He does that to me all the time. <laughs> Sam, just feel part of my team. So Tom don't like it either. Tom yeah, don't like it That's either. That's my But, but I, it's coming, so you might as well get ready for it. Yeah, I'll be up tonight at 10.30 just to get yeah, used to it. Yeah. yeah. Saturday night well, after, after actually, you Actually, I'm going to be switching back and forth because the Dodgers are playing the Atlanta Braves at the same time, go. so we'll see there how that go. goes. You're going to have to get used to it. And it's football, Van. Come on, it's football. Because uh, yeah. you got two of them, so, you know, Clemson's going to have to go out there and play one of them. So, at least one game you're going to be up that late watching. So, Well, if it's an 11 o'clock game up there is what I'd see if I could get a midday game if you go to the coast and see if you – because it would be, what, 3 o'clock here? If you get well, a noontime game three, up there, it would be three hours here. behind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it'd yeah. be three o'clock here. So I'd I'd, I'd highly push for that. Mm-hmm. They would have gave it to you because, like I said, whenever well, no, that's a big that, opportunity. It's going to depend on what the TV wants to do, though. If TV wants to show Clemson at Cal at three o'clock, I don't think that's going to be. There's going to be other teams that they're going to show in that three o'clock slot. Now they might slot you in at twelve, which would right. be you'd be sitting here watching it at three, four. Yeah, that's and I prefer that. You know. It's fun belt football, man. I, yeah. I, you know, ACC, SEC fun belt's where it's at. If you really want exciting football, App State, Georgia State, all of those, man. Georgia Southern's going to be good this year. Coastal, I mean, App State's going to be solid again yeah. this year, mm-hmm. even since they lost their quarterback. East all right. Well, tell us about this game, Chris, uh, with USC, um, <laughs> the second USC, not the original USC. Because <laughs> we'll <go that> <laughs> this, for, for Coastal Carolina, this, this is your dream matchup. This is what the fun belt has done to, to Big Ten schools, and now here they go on to the Pac-10. Well, it, go ahead, Chris. Last year, we watched it. We saw it. We saw some Michigans want to play some other teams in the fun belt. We saw um, – who was it? Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska was the one that got the smack, and it cost well, Matt Rule. Texas A&M. Yeah. Got smacked around by App State. Jumbo. I mean, Dumbo fishing me, but um, yeah, I mean, it's a game. If you if you're a coach, if you're a Beck, and you're moving into this, I only feel bad for the one that scheduled a game. What's the coach that left? Yeah, at Coastal. Oh, oh man, I remember when I got home. Anyway, I, I mean, for Beck, this is here's what I think about when I think about UCLA, and I think about Coastal. I think about Beck, the offensive coordinator. He was at NC State. Mm-hmm. Going against Chip Kelly, the offensive guru and genius that he is at UCLA. Can you imagine? You talk about trickeration. This game may have a bunch. I mean, this might not be a regular football game for UCLA. 
Jimmy Chadwell, by the way. Chadwell, yeah. thank you. Chadwell. That's why you sit in that seat. <laughs> Especially Friday night. So, but yeah, Coach Chadwell, he, you know, he got where he wanted to go and stuff. It's, it's a game, Tom, that, that Coastal has earned the right to be where they're at, to be spoke of the way they are. And I'm going to be honest, man, a lot of times in the state, I mean, we don't forget Coastal or here anymore. We forget about Carolina and Clemson. I mean, they don't, but I mean, they're Tigers. They let their team. I'm a Gamecock. I don't like college football anymore, but anyway, <laughs> but. See what happens. <laughs> I choke him up. But um, it's 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 a game we can win a game. I'm I'm telling you, it's Grayson McCall. DTR is not there at UCLA, and he's been there for the past 20 years. We thought Bennett had been there at Georgia forever, but yeah. DTR has been at UCLA too. And uh, they got a kid, Ethan Garbers, who's a transfer. Stan's favorite thing. He's a transfer in, and the the heir apparent's gonna be Dante Moore, who's the kid that's from Alabama. That's all everything as a freshman this year. They just don't trust him enough to give him the 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 lead, so to speak. Uh, you know, like rushing the football, they got Herndon back, Amendola's back, uh, Cam Brown's back. Every one of these guys had like four or five touchdowns apiece last year. The true freshman, Logan Loya, he had 18 catches, 284, and three touchdowns. I mean, defensively, they got to be in the game. Coastal has to be in the game defensively because Chip Kelly is one that will run the score up. That's why I hope Coach Beck is the same way. I want to see Beck with the same, you know, philosophy and the same – coaching that he does and just put the points on the board you you don't get a chance to play ucla often in a chip kelly beer often put them on the board and all the pressure is on ucla it is it's, it, it's no and, win situation well and the thing about it is it's the first game of the year that makes it even worse because all of a sudden you got ucla kids saying who is this team about like michigan did with app state went up there and whooped them who is this team you know they're they're not in a power five conference you know uh, we can take it easy. We can go out and party Friday night, and we can still win this game Saturday. Coastal's looking at it like we're gonna come out. We're gonna go out there and show y'all how to play football. We're gonna be ready to play y'all. We're gonna bring the 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 leather with us when we come. Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. I meant to get you a clip. It's Chip Kelly's clip to his players. He said, "If you sleep on anybody, sleep on Southern Cal, Oregon, and Washington." But do not sleep on Coastal Carolina because that's who we play first. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Chip Kelly as a head coach. He's just, uh, you know, he, he's more of an That's how he talks. <laughs> um, he, he's so hoarse. But, yeah, they're not going to sleep. They're not going to party. They're not going to – now, see, I'm the part – I'd have been out there. Oh, yeah, they're in L.A., man. I'm going out. That's what, that's what I'm worried about Beck. He better make sure his kids are in where they're supposed to be. But who knows, Stan? Think about the players you may get from Southern Cal now. Yeah. You say, hell, you know, you got a uh, you got a beach on the, over there on the West Coast. We got one on the East Coast. Come see it. And ours is better than yours. Oh, Pacific's awful. I've been in Pacific yeah. many times. Yeah, that's not a good beach. Ours isn't as cold as theirs. No. You're right about that. <laughs> no. And you just got back. So you shouldn't. You've had the latest experience with uh, that. I've been to the glaciers and back. But great game, uh, Larry Guinness. One that you're gonna have to get ready for. Acclimate yourself. Stay up to watch it at ten thirty. Yeah. I don't know how you can't stay up because we, when we're doing Greenwood football, we're not done until 11, 11, yeah. 30, 10 anyway. That's when we leave. So, it, it should be a great game. I got my predict. Willie, who you got? You're going to go Coastal. Yeah, yeah, Willie's going Coastal. <laughs> Tom Carroll, you got you got your you – I'm going Coastal. All right. Myself, coastal. So. so, we'll see what happens. Coastal. I think all the in-state teams end up winning here, Carolina, Clemson, and Coastal. And I, I, I would say it's going to look at me funny when I say it, but if there's one that don't, it won't. It'll be Cyclone that doesn't. I, I'll just say it like it is. I mean, it's, it's a toss-up game for me. So, I think Clemson's got an easy win at, at Durham, 
and I think Coastal should now, win pretty now well. Walford, there, Walford, we may have to pick for the, the major upset. Yeah, they playing, yeah. Pittsburgh. They are. Pat and Arduzzi. I wouldn't bet against Pat. I'm not either. And, and that's where the coach, you know, the coach is a disciple. Yeah. He coached for him at Pittsburgh. The new coach, what was his name, Watson? Mm-hmm. Isn't his name Watson? At Walford. And I got that game on here, too. And they, they're a young football team this year. Furman's going to be the team who also played tonight, yeah. by the way. Furman, yeah, I mean, Furman's on the CW tonight yeah. playing Tennessee Tech. Yeah. So it should be, like I said, a really good football team up there. And that, like I said, man, that's the team that scares me, being a Gamecock, because that's who we got coming up. Um, I think this team can put a lot of points on the board, so we just got to be better than they are next week. Well, let's talk about uh, the Flying Fleet because Erskine is going to be in action this coming Saturday night. 7 o'clock is when the fleet get underway. We'll see what they have for uh, Allen as they come on down. Allen, by the way, just bought some new land that they're going to build a new uh, uh, stadium on. I don't know where it's at, but that's uh, the latest that I've heard. But it's I, don't know, I don't know where that's at. <laughs> it's part of our land, Stan. So it's, it's part of that contingent that's – that might be up there. Down but, by the water, but for the, almost by our baseball, but, but on the, the other side. Yeah, for the flying fleet, though, we get our quarterback back, uh, which is going to be great because he's got the most experience. He's been here, he, he, what, two years. He, he basically ran the first two years, and then he went ahead and hit the portal last year. Now he's back this year in uh, Pedersen. So we're, we're anxious to see how flying fleet is going to do. Can they have a run game? We know they're going to be able to throw the ball. Are they going to have a run game? And can the defense stop the run game? I'm worried about offensive line again. Pender went in the portal because he was on his butt every play when he was here two years ago. So he transferred out. He came back in. The bar, he's a kid from Barnwell, man. That Barnwell war horses, man. They, they've always had quarterbacks. Um, and like I said, his older brother was one that started the program yeah. with Chat Boyd. And now the younger brother's in there. But that offensive line play, play has got to get better for Erskine. If it doesn't, it's going to be just like we've seen the past couple of years. And like I told you, I'm not trying to put him on the seat. That's Stan Olenek and Pete Yannity and those guys. But I think you're at a point that where you need to start at least showing you can put a football team on the field. I think the fact that I started a program, you know, five years ago, and the thing I still look at with Shaq Boyd is his first players are graduated. (laughs) They never got to play hardly a down at Erskine, and now the second wave is coming through. Luckily, he's picking Lakeland's guys. He's got a lot of Hannah, Westside, uh, Irmo. He's got Midland's guys. He's got a couple from around here. I love what Shaq's doing with recruiting. It's just time we got to do it. And I think Allen's a tough team to do it against first game. That's going to be a tough game to play. Well, we're going to pull up with him fleet. I still don't know what to wear with the fleet other than the E. And my mom graduated from Erskine, so I guess yeah. I got to get me a little fleety to well, wear. We'll see what happens. But they got what, Chris Simmons went up there, so he'll be on the defensive side. I want him on offense. <laughs> he'll be a great running back if you can. Um, but we've you know we've got some players with the with the flying fleet that can make a difference in this ball game. Gentlemen, have a great weekend. Join us Enjoy again. The Join us. So come back <laughs> and see us. <laughs> Um, but we're really rooting for the fleet to get things started. Remember, they won their first two games last year. Yeah. I think this game is definitely winnable to get started, but they're going to have to make some progress, particularly when they get into region or the conference play. Uh, it's, so. it's, to me, it comes down to line play. I mean, offensive line play, Tom. You can't have Pinder back where he doesn't have time to even make a decision. And I think that's where they've that's what they've shown up in the past two years. They're trying everything they can to get a run game going. Because, like I said, if you if you consider yourself a passing team, you better have a line. If not, then you know your running backs aren't going to be able to do anything either. So, All right. I, I think it'll be an increase. Like I said, I'll, I'll go ahead and take them at the bad first game. Why not? 
Seven thirty, man. <laughs> I'll take Erskine all day long at the Bab with with this first game. All right, so we're looking forward to it. I wish it was at the Bab, but it's at Allen. So oh, it is oh, Allen. Allen. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. Right. Yeah, my Me bad. Too. I'm thinking about the land down there <laughs> yeah. they bought. Yeah, they did buy land, so hopefully in a few years, I'm guessing three or four years by the time they get things even started, um, Allen will have their own grids. Remember, Allen, I think does use Benedict College. They do. They share. Field. Field, they so. share that field. So. Uh, to get one of their own, I think they're looking forward to that. Two really good teams share the same field in Columbia. That's unusual. And, and they play each other. And they and, do. That's what I'm saying. So, in five or six years, we might be playing state championship games in Allen in, in yeah. Field. Let's hope so. I'm not, no offense, yeah. Jerome, but I'm not a big guy for Cyclone State. Looking forward to that. All right. Uh, anything else, Chris? Says I'm good, man. Get out. Support. You know, your Greenwood Christian team tonight. You know, we'll be at Greenwood tomorrow night. If you can't get out, listen to us on Sunday 103. And appreciate it. We appreciate the guys coming to Howard, man. Come on back. Looking forward to it. Uh, thanks, Caroline. Great staff here at Howard's on Main. Treating us well, as they always have. We appreciate all the efforts. Make sure to come by. Enjoy the lunch specials. If you've got an event that's coming up or if you just want to have lunch delivered, they can do that as well. You need to contact Howard and Caroline here at the staff at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Um, for Chris Cox, that's Stan Spivey. we got Bill Hensley. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Enjoy the games.